All right, ring that bell. Let's start the show. It is Wrestling Chat with Friends, the Tuesday show. I'm either the collector, joined as always by We the Twos TG and Dom Ali. Are we a faction? Are we a stable? What are we at this point, boys? About seven or eight weeks in. We're a tri- We're definitely a trio. We're definitely a trio's tag team. I, I, yeah, I kind of feel hints like of breaking up. <laughs> <laughs> you guys feeling good tonight? Feeling, feeling good. oozy, man. Feeling oozy. Oh my god, it was so good. It was so good. I've watched it six hundred times as well as everybody has. The I mean, what was the best part of it, Tom? In your in your opinion? I, I think under normal circumstances, I would be like, uh, you know, you're. You got to commit to the story and you know you it's fun but you got to be professional but when something is so organically good that good uh i have no issue with any of it i think my favorite thing in, in what re-watching it was just watching jimmy in the background kind of like he knows what's happening he's not really directly a part of it and he just kind of like stand there and enjoy the show like the rest of us i, I really enjoyed it what about you ali I love that. I, I I think I remember saying a few times, a few weeks ago, or a few months ago, that I was at first worried that Sami Zayn had become such a comedy character, and Roman Reigns of the Bloodline is so serious that I was worried it wouldn't mix. And I've complained a lot about how I think Orange Cassidy does that sometimes, or that other AEW characters. But in this one, Sami is the comic relief, yes, but he is genuinely like wants to be a part of the bloodline, not ironically, not comically. <laughs> and when he sticks up, when there are times when he sticks up for Jay or he's being obnoxious, he's not trying to, that's just who he is. And I think it still manages to toe the line. And like, again, you know, we're what, we're on year three almost of this thing going on with the bloodline, which is, and it's never felt so much fun. Like it's, how is it not stale? And it's a hundred percent Sammy. And it's a hundred percent the way Jay and Jimmy and Roman play off of Sammy. Totally. Totally. Well, we just got right into it. Um, thanks for joining us tonight. We're available on Spotify and Apple, and we're also available on all the socials, Twitter at WCWF pod Tuesdays and Thursdays. We do shows. You can find us on Facebook on our Facebook group, wrestling chat with friends, and definitely visit our YouTube channel, wrestling chat with friends, like subscribe and all that. We've got a lot of WWE to talk about. I want to quickly talk about a couple of topics about raw and the weekend shows that were but we have crown jewel coming up saturday in saudi arabia and we hope it's going to go off without incident as tom was remind- talking about just before we went on air breaking news that there are some concerns some terror concerns that the federal government's actually keeping in touch with the saudis apparently so we hope nothing none of that happens so i want to touch on a couple of things before going into our preview of crown jewel we'll get right into it We've talked about it nonstop for a couple of weeks. It's been sort of the biggest thing going on in WWE. Where are we at today, Tom, with Bray Wyatt? I think in storytelling, especially with a story like this, there is a very fine line between mysterious and confusing. And I think right now they are in danger of crossing into confusing territory. The reason that I kind of give it a pass for now is because I do think that there, the timing of his re-debut was unfortunate in the sense of, as we have talked about every week, there is this sort of non-canonical big event in Saudi Arabia that they kind of have to deal with, and then they can kind of refocus and get to, you know, Survivor Series and and the more mainstream or or mainline story yeah, Survivor Series and then starts the Royal Rumble and yeah. you're right into WrestleMania season. Yeah. So I think right now I, I I'm a little uh, concerned because I do think it's it, I, I'm I'm in that mode of like okay this is interesting but like what's happening here what is this what are we supposed to take away from this it can't just be confusion 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 ad nauseum there has to be some kind of movement of the ball down the field and i again i'm reserving judgment until we get past crown jewel but for right now i feel like they're it's a little bit in that zone that they don't want to be in ali what do you want to add to that yeah i was very excited to see bray come back because i was like finally we're going to see all this creativity without silly booking ruining it and right away i'm getting a little bit of anxiety hmm. i'm willing to give it a chance but it reminds me when bray went from 
the really cool cult leader character into like homeless magician where he talked about being the eater of worlds and none of his promos made any sense. And that's what this felt like a little reminiscent of that, but I want to walk that back and be like, mm -hmm. I'm more than willing to give Bray and Papa Hunter time and patience to work it out. I like that mindset. I'd say to anybody who's feeling twinges of what we've brought up, I'd say, I feel it. I understand it, but I think Ali's right. You do give and Tom, you do give Bray some rope. Let him go. He's not going to hang himself because he's dynamic. I think the and I've been probably reading a little more dirt, dirt sheets than y'all have. But now that the cat's out of the bag and the white rabbit, I've, I haven't been going down too many rabbit holes myself. I don't know where we're at with this with a growing stable. They introduced a kind of a quasi new character, the Uncle Howdy, who resembled a little bit like his actual uncle Barry Windham. But I really hope they don't actually try to do that. Did you knew you guys knew Barry Windham as his as his uncle? Yeah, the whole rotunda connection. Um, so yeah, I think that's right. We're we're still it's going to get kicked into gear. I'm hoping the SmackDown after Crown Jewel to TG's point. And as long as there becomes moments that will captivate you, not just another, they can only do that interview that gets ended with a 15, 20 second similar so many more times. They've done it twice. Now I see one more this Friday and then the following Friday, we'll take the next step after crown jewel. Okay. So we're all still feel pretty good with Bray. Let's continue with the creepy and talk about some things that happened on raw last night regarding Ms. And wherever there's been Miz lately, there's been Dexter Loomis. Now we have Johnny Gargano into the picture. This, is it a feud? Is it a storyline? What's going on here? Uh, I'm. We were all really into Loomis showing up under the ring, showing up outside the home, showing up in the birthday cake. Now he's just backstage or appearing behind the counter choking him out. But now Gargano's in this. Ali, explain it to me. Tell me what's going on with it. Good luck. Uh, it's a little bit like religion. You just kind of have, I don't know that I can explain it to you. You just have to believe. Are you starting but, to lose interest in it? And getting, Are you getting more no, anxious with this or with I, I love it. I'm still enjoying it, but I want to acknowledge that it's getting sillier in a bad way and not sillier in a good way. I think okay. I'm enjoying it because of Loomis and because of how ridiculous it was. And when they started talking about the connection to um, my, uh, the Miz's family, I got so excited because I was like, oh, my God, it's Dexter Lumizanine. Like, the, he's his secret brother or something. And I was Dexter Lumizanin. Yeah, <laughs> I was getting too excited. But no, they're like, oh, he was hired just to stalk him. And it's like, yeah, but he beat him up for real. <laughs> and he's like, I just thought it was so silly. And uh, why Gargano isn't it? I don't know. Yeah, Gar Gargano <laughs> revealed a, a telephone message and is claiming that Miz is behind all this too. TG, help me break this down and explain it to me. I think they've really taken a big misstep here. And I think that it was probably behind the scenes. It was like, look, we need, we want to get Johnny Gargano involved in some kind of high profile story. And they picked this one. And then retroactively, after they were many many weeks into the story we're like okay we can just you know go back and say that it was this all along and blah 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 and the fact that they had to use a very well produced no question about the production values but a a sort of a 60 minutes parody to explain mm -hmm. just how come how this convoluted story all fits together i think is proof positive that it is a misstep it does nothing for gargano it, it makes him look like, why is he super invested in this? I mean, like, he was affiliated somewhat with uh, Dexter Loomis and NXT, but, like, what? why would he – the fact that he cares this much doesn't really make sense. The, the whole backstory doesn't make any sense either. And the big thing for me is, like, if you look at the other end of the spectrum in terms of storytelling with WWE, everything that's going on with the bloodline is show, don't tell. There are subtleties to facial expressions. You don't have to spell everything out. You, you kind of understand what's happening just by looking at Jey Uso's face, Sammy's face, Roman's face, whatever. This is the exact opposite, where you have to have a character sit down and like 
painstaking critique <laughs> in, in sort of a parody of, a, you know, like I said, combination of 60 Minutes and uh, Dark Side of the Ring, like explain all this stuff that's been happening for months. It, it's it, it's a problem. Um, I, I The only part of it that I liked, and I guess not coincidentally, it's the part that involved the bloodline was I did like the Miz coming out and interrupting Roman Reigns, that whole segment, which was really more of a build for Logan Paul and Reigns. But, um, but otherwise I just, I think it's a mess and I think it's, it's one of the weaker things that they have right now. The first part of the storyline I really enjoyed. I, I was like, yeah, we weird, all did, but I, I got it. And now it's, I'm just like, Oh God, just let's wrap it up. I guess it would be the first time that a creative team has sort of written themselves in the corners and have, you know, you're doing it in front of millions of people on TV. So, you know, the ones who are in the know like us probably notice it more than than others. All right, moving on. Let's talk about one or two more topics before we get into Crown Jewel. We saw a title change last night. The women's tag team titles changed hands. Alexa and I guess the returning Asuka, she had been sort of on the shelf for a while. Um, it was a surprise title change to for me. I, I, did, I thought Damage Control would hold on to it for a while. I, I thought we were actually headed to damage control, maybe holding all the titles after this weekend. That's not going to be the case. Um, like the Ms. Loomis line, do you think damage control has been poorly written and is maybe not going over the way it should? Ali, you're nodding your head. Um, what uh, What do you think of the title change? Do you think it's part of a dip, part of a larger plan, or they're just sort of Trying, trying things out on the fly a little bit with them because there's, there's no. It's okay that they lost. Yeah, it, it works bad. in a vacuum, and I, I was surprised, but now I'm like, okay, so what is Bailey's argument for being the leader of this group? She's like the loser of the group now, you know. Like, what's the point? How is she the boss? I think that's awkward, and I thought the whole point of it. I always thought Asuka and the others just felt shoehorned into it, um, but. Now they seem to be, you know, getting the. It seems like their storyline is progressing better than Bailey's. Here's the thought: if you if you're bringing back Sasha and Naomi at some point, if you maybe did do they want them to come back as heels, and then it's easier to take the titles off Oscar and Bailey. I literally just thought of that, but like, what what other possibilities could there be, Tom? Um, do you care about the title change? Do you are you okay? I don't think every title has to be a Roman Reigns type run or an Usos type run titles can change hands semi-regularly too regularly is a problem. But I think sometimes when not done right, the bloodline is doing it right. Titles never changing is bad too. So I'm okay with it. Switching around some, we've certainly seen that. What do you think? I think what it puzzles me is since the regime change and Vince leaving and Triple H taking over creative, I, what, whether I love it, like it, indifferent, whatever, I understand the trajectories of of most of the roster. Like wherever they are, I get I get where they're going and kind of what the direction is at, at present. Damage control is kind of the one exception to that, and I think it's it doesn't. What is happening right now doesn't really make sense to me because on the one hand, big reintroduction of you know, all three of them, Bailey coming back from injury, the other two had been released. And so it's like, oh, okay, so this is going to be the new heel women's faction, whatever. And then it looks that way. And then they lose in the tag title tournament. It's like, oh, okay, so they're not that. But then they then they win the titles. It's like, oh, okay, so they are that. And that was just kind of a misstep. And then they lose the titles. <laughs> Bailey loses the title, uh, the single title championship, which of course she gets another shot now. But I guess what I'm saying is with everybody else, I kind of understand where they fit on the card, what their direction is. What damage control looks like to me is even within the new regime, there is a difference of opinion from week to week about how they should be pushed and to what extent. Yeah. And I think we see that play out in real time. So. Okay. Do you guys, either of you guys miss, I want to talk about just for a minute, people who we haven't seen on television in a long time, maybe even since the regime change. Do we care that the 24-7 championship is, I guess, still a thing, but not being shown in any sort of segment? Like, we're, we're getting some hit row segment or a Maximil model segment sort of in place of the title being chased through the back and in the ring. Are, are we okay with that? Is it fine that it 
Triple H doesn't seem to be a fan of it. I never liked it. Okay. I thought it was useful at the beginning as sort of a uh, a change of pace or something different. I think it outlived its usefulness. I have no problem with it being off TV now. Someone who I actually liked, I liked her presence and I had hopes for is Dewdrop. Dewdrop has not sort of reemerged either as her original name, Piper Nevin, like people thought she might. Um, probably not everyone's cup of tea, but um, did, were you at all impressed with her performance and would you like to see her back at NXT or on your TV in general? Nikki Cross is back, her one-time tag team partner. Yeah, I, I thought Dewdrop was going to be more... I'm surprised that she's kind of dropped out. I thought they were really building her up and she was involved in a lot more things. I thought she was fun. I, I didn't really think of her as like this huge star or anything, but I had no problem with her. Like I didn't think the gimmick or anything were so problematic that she had to go away. I hope she's, I mean, I hope she's on the road. I hope she's maybe at house shows. I haven't probably could find out, but no. Tom. I, well, I mean, my assumption was that they, that this fact that she was off TV was probably a good sign for her because I think she's one where they're like, we can't just do what we did with LA night and just all of a sudden, you know, sort of repackage her in her old, with her old name and her old gimmick. I think, I think that they're doing something similar to what they're, what they've done with Nikki cross. Uh, and I think we'll, we will probably see her again, whether it's an NXT or on the main roster, I'm not sure, but I think she's being pulled away so that they can refresh her and, and represent her in a different way. Last person I'll bring up before we get a crown jewel. When do you think Charlotte flair returns? Women's Royal women's Royal rumble. Yeah. Yeah, that would be if, my guess. If she returns at all, which I assume she will at some point, will she have Andrade with her? That'll be the question, I guess. Ali, you're on mute. Yeah, is she yeah. recovering from something? I forgot why she was out. She's probably, I mean... She has I some won't. big injury, and I don't remember the timetable for it. I don't know either, but yeah, I don't think she was taken off the road just to get married and vacation with... A, uh, a former WWE cast off, someone who may or may not want to return to the company. Okay, well, emanating from Riyadh, Saudi Arabia this Saturday, not Jeddah this time, Riyadh, <laughs> is WWE's, is it, is it buying? The progressive or? Saudi paradise of Riyadh. Do they do the, have they been doing this twice a year for the last few years? Is that what this is? One, one Jeddah, one Riyadh, Crown Jewel, what's the other one called? I can't remember. Uh, the was, was, wasn't like the, well, they, they did the greatest Royal rumble. They yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well this one's they switch, I guess, between Jeddah and Riyadh. This one's in Riyadh Saturday. It's like a noon Eastern time. Go off something like that. Cause they're going to start five or six before. Okay. Uh, we'll wait till we get to that. Okay. Cause I just had something pop in my head. They, did, elim they did elimination chamber in Saudi Arabia, didn't they? It wasn't the elimination chamber premium live event wasn't from Saudi Arabia. In, Did they... in February of this year. I think it was Elimination Chamber and that was in Jeddah. Okay. Darn. That was back okay. when I was not watching WWE. <laughs> back then. Okay. So we have uh, one, two, three, four, five. It looks like seven matches on the card. We'll go through them one by one, talk about them a little bit, highs and lows. We talked about this, these these competitors just a minute ago. I don't know this will be the first match on the card, but we'll talk about a last woman standing match for the Raw Women's Championship. Bailey getting her second shot, third shot. She's got she's got some pins on Bianca in the last few months, but taking on the champion Bianca, last woman standing, someone has to not respond to the 10 count. I guess there could be shenanigans involved, but I'm going to we're going to record our our guesses here too. I'll record them cuz we want to see actually how good we do. So Ali, what do you have as the final when whose hand's going to get raised? in this match, Bailey and Bianca, when it's all said and done. It has to be Bailey. Otherwise, why bring her back with such fanfare, only to have her lose over and over and over again? Think this was the plan to have her take these losses or I guess so. I mean if she wins if she wins tonight, maybe this was all part of it. You having <clears throat> having to suffer losses, get kicked even further for you know, I don't know. But you have Bailey winning the title. Do you think there's shenanigans or no? Yeah, probably. Okay. I mean I the, you know, Bianca is one of their big new stars. There's no way I I can't fathom that after all the losses Bailey's taken, that they're going to give her a clean win over Bianca. Yeah, TG. 
I think Bianca retains, and I think that they have, and this is just, again, going back to damage control, losing the titles and trying to kind of think about like, what's, what's the big picture plan at this point? I think that they may switch Bailey to face in the foreseeable future. And I think that her repeated losses are going to be a part of that sort of redemption arc for her. So I think Bianca wins. I, I just, it's hard for me to see a, a, even like, even like the Raw Women's Championship changing hands in Saudi Arabia. I, you know, it's happened before. Right. <laughs> um, but I, I, I don't think this time. I think Bianca wins. Do you see Bianca becoming the heel or she'll be, Oh no. Okay, Bailey Bianca no will will be a faces together and when Becky comes back she'll be no, a face and I, I don't I don't ways. I don't necessarily think Bianca is going to be involved in that aspect of the storyline. I think that could potentially be a slow burn for Bailey's character to switch. I don't think it's going to I don't think it's going to be like it was with Becky. I don't think it's where Becky was who should have been a face probably most mm -hmm. of that time. Um, and they they just flipped her like at the end of a match or like I don't right. think it'll necessarily right. be like that. But um, I do think it could be something as Ali alluded to earlier, where it's like let's say Damage Control wins back the tag titles, and it's like, hey, we're champions all the time, and you always lose, Bailey. Like, are you really our leader? Like, what's what's it could that could be an aspect of it. But I, I just I think it's uh, it's Bianca. To Ali's point, though, there's going to be tons. I mean, they've they've set it all up that there's, there's going to be other people, you know, sort of um, yeah around assuming, and assuming involved. assuming assuming Bliss and Oscar are making the trip out there, which I guess I haven't heard. They're not in a match now that they're the champs, but I wonder if they're going out there to be there too. If so, yes. I also, Tom, that makes a ton of sense. Like that is very reasonable, but kind of for Ollie's reasons, like if they don't give her the title at this one, what is the point of what we've seen? Tom, you explained what that point could be. I'm still going to go with Bailey actually win the, win the title and the quest, how that changes with damage control. Not sure if it does. They've each now had a run holding championships. <clears throat> we'll see. I have Bailey though. Also going over. And just All FYI, right. yeah. th there is a tag title rematch uh, has been added to the card. So they will it has. Oh, okay. I did not know that. So we'll have. Okay. Well, we, we'll we'll add that too. Quick, quick out of the gate. Who do you have in that match? Do you have the uh, damage control retaining and not have Bailey winning it? So they, there is a chance then that damage control as a whole could have all the gold by the end of Crown Jewel. There is, but remember, they're not defending the titles because they lost on Raw, so they would be the challengers in this match. I, I mean, th there is, a, it's possible that, I, I, this is where sort of my personal bias comes in. I'm going to pick damage control, but I don't like, to the point you made earlier, I don't like the hot-shotting of the titles. Like, we lose we lose titles on Monday, win them back Saturday. I just, that's, I don't, I'm not a fan, big fan of that, but I, I think damage control wins and gets the titles back. But they're not on the card. I thought. On it, it, was it? Yeah. Was it? Was it added? You said yeah. it was added on Raw. Uh, apparently, okay. okay so oh, not on Raw. Not on Raw. I think they just announced it on online. Okay, so Oscar and Bliss are going to defend their newly won tag team titles at Crown Jewel against Damage Control in a rematch. Yeah, I'm looking at have, it right now on WWE.com. And you have Damage Control winning back the title. You know, you don't, you don't like it, but you think that's going to happen. But Bailey does not capture the gold versus Bianca. Okay, uh, Ali, this the, the rematch that's been added. Do you think Damage Control wins it back or no? It just feels wrong, but I guess anything's possible. Especially they're trying to push that. I had not thought about Bailey being a face, and so I think that's really exciting and interesting. She's been such a good heel, and I really thought they wasted her as a face. Uh, but I also think they're kind of they need more heels. You know, that, I think yeah. that would. Uh, but they have plenty of talent. Um, I would say that Asuka and Alexa retain. That's what I'm going with, too. So far, you and I are two for two on the ladies. Let's say so. <laughs> All right, next. Uh, another title match being defended. The Usos, tag team champions for almost as long as Roman has versus the Brawling Brutes, who are exciting to watch. They're fun. Um, I don't know if Sheamus is going to be there or not, but... Um, do we think the Brutes are going to end the reign of the Usos at Crown Jewel in front of the fans? Tom? The only scenario with the Brutes win is if one of the Usos gets hurt during the match and they have to, you know, 
calling audible. It's it, the Usos are going to win. Ali, do you agree? I'm thinking that it's totally possible the Usos lose to push forward sort of the Jay Uso sort of storyline that's emerging. You know, the sort of tension. Have they surpassed New Day's reign or no? Not yet. It's but it's very soon. Okay, so I don't th- I don't think they'll miss that opportunity to kind of celebrate that and maybe New Day spoils it, but probably not. New Day is probably the uh, opponent for that, you know, whatever clips it. So I'll I'll let you I'll let you keep your Usos, even though you're kind of semi predicting the brutes are gonna win. Okay. When he came back, I said this is the first thing I wanted to see, and I'm not sure I expected to see it this quickly, but it's really the right thing to do. Put those giants together, Braun Strowman, Omos. Uh, they have not been facing each other on house shows. Sammy's been facing Braun Strowman. There was a great video of Sammy doing a Superman punch on Braun, knocking him out. It's fantastic. Um, these guys collide for the first time. Ali, who do you see becoming the, the grand giant of them all? Or I know you don't care, but I, I was well. I like Braun Strowman. I just almost is so boring. His look is boring. His move set is boring. I don't expect a whole lot out of him. I'm not one of these people who's like, oh, he's a bad worker. I'm like, so what? Like, I enjoyed the great Kali, and he was a terrible worker. Um, but almost like has almost makes the great Kali look like the rock in terms of charisma. <laughs> it's just so sad. So I'm expecting Braun Strowman to win, uh, and I expect this to be a terrible match. Yeah. TG, you agree? Agreed on both counts. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be awful. Yeah. Uh, but it'll probably it will probably will not last too long. I was just gonna are, say because we're sure. not going 18, 18 yeah. minutes. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna pick Omos just to be a contrarian because I don't want all my picks to line up with Ali out of the gate. I don't know how it's gonna happen. I think it'd be terrible if Braun takes a loss somehow or you know gets disqualified. What? Who knows? But yeah, I'm not looking forward to this anymore because I've just seen the two square off and it didn't do anything for me. And Braun I mean, hasn't, was that- hasn't done anything for me yet. The rumor was that they brought Braun back just for Saudi Arabia. Apparently, he's like really popular there, and he's like friends with the prince or something. So for sure, he's going to win. But it maybe yeah. he doesn't if if they're not he, building him up for something else. He won maybe. the aforementioned Greatest Royal Rumble. Just to remind he did. Him. Yep, <laughs> yep. And look at that. And look what that got him. Yeah, Braun is no longer controlling his own narrative, no matter what he, no matter what he I claims forgot, and what he tries to say. I forgot about that. Even EC3 isn't controlling his narrative anymore. Billy Corgan at NWA is now controlling EC3's narrative. So that was a nice experiment. All right, so you two have Strowman going over. It's likely to happen. I'm going to pick Omos. What do we got next? This has been going on for a while. I dig it, but it's not. it, it didn't have the – Carrying Cross does not have the supernatural factor that I was sort of expecting when he maybe returned. He's got a good, he's got a good entrance. Scarlet's a great – valet for him and an asset uh he has a beef with drew mcintyre drew is not wasn't busy so drew is happy to uh entertain this feud uh and they've been hit by cars they've been choked out multiple times the screen doesn't go black and white anymore when carrying hits the ring which i miss but these two will face off in a cage match um tom who do you have taken the win here i think carrying cross needs to win I, even in their first match, it was, you know, he really was losing the match in kayfabe until Scarlett got involved and sprayed pepper spray in Drew's eyes. Uh, I think he needs to win. I think Scarlett finds a way to influence the match somehow, not as probably not as directly as, as she did in the first match. But to your point, I, I if I were a big carrying cross fan, I, I like him, but I, you know, wasn't as you all know, not, not a big NXT guy. So I didn't follow him coming up, but if I were a big carrying cross band, I would be a little worried because there does seem when they re debuted him, there was a ton of mystique around him. He was, it was very interesting, you know, as you said, black and white camera, sort of a different presentation. And he's really kind of been de-emphasized a little bit. I think since that first match with drew, don't know if that's just my imagination or what, but I think if he if he doesn't win here, definitively or not, uh, I think that it really he really will slip down the card. I mean, remember when he first debuted, it was like he was interjecting himself 
in the main event picture because yep. Drew was getting ready to face Roman Reigns. Right. So um, I hope Cross wins. Nothing against McIntyre, but Cross needs this. He does sort of feel like someone, and I'm, you know, I think, I think Carrion is, I don't, who knows what direction Carrion's heading right now. LA Knight's heading up. Yeah. But like a carrying cross LA night feud doesn't feel exactly right, even though I guess I'd I'd like to see it, but that that would sign that would signify to me that carrying cross would be on his way down. Nothing against LA Knight. Ali, well, who do you got in this match? Oh it, yeah. I mean, just a quick just a quick ad, it would also be weird since they've done so much to reestablish LA Knight as a heel for last Yeah, it wouldn't work years. either. That's yeah. I could see LA Knight being Drew McIntyre's next, you know, well yes. that'd be That'd be, that'd be good, but like, if McIntyre going to go down in two consecutive feuds, if that would be the intended outcome. On some level, I think it's okay because Drew McIntyre is, I think now, like a Kofi, like a Miz, like a Sheamus, where you know he's in the commercials, he's getting all the run. His win-loss record and exposure – his exposure being on TV is probably is enough for fans and merchandise and there who cares somewhat more than him winning matches and belts, much like Seth Rollins for the last few years. And then McIntyre will still be high enough on the card where you can throw a title on him anytime. McIntyre, Gunther down the road, whatever. Um, so I'm also going to pick Cross for those for those reasons because I want him to win. I want him. He doesn't feel right now like somebody who would win the Royal Rumble, and I want him to be someone who could be maybe even one of the betting favorites, along with a few others. Ali, who do you got in this? Yeah, I think my gut is telling me also. You're right. He doesn't feel like a, a cross. Doesn't feel like a big deal anymore. I was kind of excited when he came back, and I was like, "Oh, cool! Again, finally, we get to do this right." You know, here's a guy. He's got the size. He's got the look. Like, why can't he be an entertaining, menacing heel? And I can't put my finger on what exactly it is, but it's just every time I see him, I'm, like, less into him. And sometimes it's, like, small things. Like, there was one time when he, like, attacked. He got trapped. He got drawn into a trap with, uh, um, oh, my God, I'm blinking. But he was enticed into a trap, and then he was captured, and he ended up choking out um, Drew, and then he's, like, whispering, this is what I always wanted. I'm like, ah, mm-hmm. was it, though? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just feels all wrong. So I liked, I, I liked the hit-by-a-car angle that to open <laughs> SmackDown. I think if you see when they kind of – when shows open with a hurried rush backstage, something like breaking news, I think that always works, and that worked in that case. But, yeah, I think we all have – Similar sentiments about what we feel about Cross. Right. But I'm going to say, um, I'm going to go Drew McIntyre. One, to, to mix it up. But two, I agree. I don't think Drew has to win, but I want him to win. I think he is a huge face. He's so over. He's much I mean, he's he's much more popular, I'm guessing, with the fans in Saudi Arabia yeah. than and Cross I think is. I think he's got at least one great title run in him where he can be a big, big, big star. I hope so. He and was. Really, he, he, he carried the company during the pandemic. And he should have won. Um, he should have won. Uh, where was it in Scotland or no in the UK? What that show that they Clash, did in the UK? Clash of the Castle. Uh, yeah, he should have won at Clash of the Castle. I do think he's the kind of guy. People ask who can, you know, who can end Roman's reign, haha. <laughs> and I think he can do it. So I, in the interest of pushing him, I'm going to say he's going to win. Drew's going to win. Yeah, I mean, I I agree with you in the sense that that's the kind of event where. Roman Reigns, where Drew McIntyre becomes the world heavyweight champion. The circumstances just, in, they've got lightning in a bottle right now. They've got the, a rock, a Stone Cold, a John Cena type character. And it just wasn't in the cards for that. But yeah, that's the kind of event where McIntyre <coughs> could have had that. So we got two for Cross, one for McIntyre. They'll be in the cage, but yeah, I think Scarlett probably manages to put something in there. You, you can you can spit mist through a cage. It's not a cement not a cement box. What we got next? Um, I have another one that I'm slightly more intrigued now because of some new participants, but Judgment Day, I love Finn Bauer. Judgment Day doesn't do anything for me. Now that Dom and Ray are gone, you know, I think it might be harder for Dom to keep to keep the heat. What I love is that Ray Ripley is really the 
the lightning rod of the Judgment Day. Finn's not so much the leader. Ray's the enforcer. She's great. The OC is going to be their opponents at Crown Jewel. The OC made up of now, um, what's their names? <laughs> da- Gallows, Gallows and Machine Gun Anderson, as well as AJ Styles taking on. Is it going to be Ray? Uh, not Ray. Is it Dom? Damien. Dom Priest and Bauer? Mm-hmm. Excellent. I don't care. Do you remember when Damien Priest was supposed to be a big deal? He was a big <laughs> like deal when he was with Bad Bunny. He was a big deal. He he was U.S. champion. He was he had a he had a big run in NXT. But um, yep, he is. I don't know what he is. He's like he's like the Tully Blanchard of uh, the Judgment Day. Anyway, I think the OG should get this win. So wait, is is Rhea Oli? No, Rhea's Ric Flair. Uh, Dude, I gotta say that I have watched Rhea doing uh, Carl Anderson doing the slam on Carl Anderson. I've watched that an uncomfortable number of times, and I love it every single time. Yeah. And I gotta say, my girl is strong. She's always been strong, but my man's not a small. She's dude. gonna play a factor. She's like, gonna play a factor is... in this match, Ali. Who do, you, who do you have taken this? Um, I think Judgment Day is going to win. Uh, like, how big is Carl Anderson? Who's the tall one? Is Doc, right? Doc Gallows is yeah, the. Who Gallows? Oh, Gallows! It was Gallows that she mm-hmm. slammed. He's like six six. At least he's, 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 he's bigger big. than that. He's he, he's in that six eight territory, six yeah. nine. Yeah, and and he's got to be pushing two ninety or something sure. like that. And she scoops, and yeah, I saw him give her up, but still, that's still a His lot of weight. at six eight two ninety. So he's, I think he's at least six. So six, he's seven, he's six seven two sixty five. Yeah, that's he's a big that's dude. insane. He was Festus. Remember that he, not, was, he was Festus. Not, he was Festus. Do you remember Festus, Ali? Biscuits and gravy. Festus and I forget his his tag his partner's name, but he was the son of Terry Gordy. Yeah, Ray Gordy. Ray Gordy, right? Uh, do you have a uh, do you have Festus and? And machine gun and AJ going over, or do you have the Judgment Day, com- you know, continuing their reign of terror over the WWE? I have Judgment think? Day winning. You have Judgment Day winning, Tom. Who do you have? Judgment Day. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I, I think the mid card yeah, no. vortex of Judgment Day will continue. All right, we're starting to switch it up because I had the OG, o- the OC winning, the OG, the OC winning. Uh, yeah, I can I, I like I like Finn Russell. I like seeing Finn. I like seeing AJ. I'd rather see them do singles matches forever, to be honest with you, but I'll take this. All right, we got three, we got two more matches on the card. Uh, and then we're going to uh, wrap it up and get out of here, guys. Short, short, uh, because I got to play Mario Kart with Eli before bed. Okay. I'm, this might be the one I'm most looking forward to in some ways, because I just love it when these, when, Brock Lesnar comes out to a huge response. I love Brock Lesnar in a non-title feud. Uh, I, unlike you, Tom, love this version of Brock Lesnar. I wish he had been speaking for his whole career. I understand why he. I understand when you have Paul Heyman there, you don't. Uh, Paul Heyman's busy right now, but this Brock Lesnar seems to be the most fun he's having. I love and, it. Yeah, and Lashley, as we've talked about week after week, is a top is still a top star. He doesn't have his belt anymore, but he's super over and they're both doing some of the best work of their entire careers. They're going to clash in, I guess there's, it's not no holds barred. just a regular one-on-one match. There will be anything but a, you know, traditional, well, they're both, they're both have an amateur background. Who knows what it will be, but it will devolve into madness. Tom, who do you have going over in this match? I think this is the hardest match to pick on the whole card. I think, yeah. You know, going back to again, just to refresh your memory, the last time they were in Saudi Arabia, that elimination chamber, the main event of that show was the elimination chamber thing where they did the angle where Lashley like got a concussion or something. In mm-hmm. William was still in his pod, and so he didn't really participate. And then Brock won, and right. that's how he you know got the title back. Um, the first the first time that they fought one-on-one which i can't even remember if that was this year or last year uh bobby lashley won and so i'm gonna say just based on that that brock wins here and then they have a rubber match somewhere down the road survivor series royal rumble and 
Lashley probably wins there. But at this card, I think Brock wins. The match is going to be short, and it's going to be very hard-hitting. Lashley pinned Brock in their first encounter? Like, I don't remember. Was, was he champ? Did they pin him clean? I don't like Brock rarely gets pinned clean, but it does happen. But This stuff all runs together. I, yeah. Bobby won, but I can't remember the circumstances if it was a title match. Yeah. I, it might have been when Bobby was WWE champ and he defended the title. I'll, I would have to look that up. We'll I look can't it up. Ali, educate us. Tell us about all of the Bobby Lashley, Brock Lesnar confrontations, and then give us your prediction for Saturday. Oh, I should Google it. I don't remember. But I remember, <laughs> I do remember, because I, I used to watch Bobby when he was in TNA at that weird time or impact. Yeah. And I remember he said in an interview that the only reason he came back to WWE is because they, they pitched yeah. him on Brock. Mm -hmm. He was like, that's what I wanted. Mm -hmm. And so I am so surprised at how much I'm into this, how much Bobby is over, how much I'm enjoying him wrestling. Um, he looks great. He's performing great. So I don't know. This is really hard. Um, yeah, I'm going to say that probably Brock goes over and maybe maybe it's screwy, maybe it's not. Maybe there's some an injury angle where someone can be like, oh, Bobby got screwed, and then they'll continue this program. Because I, yeah. For the record, he beat Bobby, beat Lesnar at the Royal Rumble this year, January 2022, to win the WWE Championship. And then he lost it back in that Elimination Chamber match where right. he didn't get Right. Brock doesn't, Brock's not flying to Saudi Arabia to lose. I realize Brock's at a stage of his career where he is probably more humble and is cashing paychecks and doesn't sort of care as much as when you would think him, you know, he didn't, he wanted to be the top guy, whoever it was, John Cena, whoever, he might have had a beef with one of these guys. That's not the Brock Lesnar we have now, but I still think Brock doesn't lose in Saudi Arabia. I mean, that's a lot of those fans are there to see him and Roman Reigns, as, you know, most fans. Or there's those two, and I just don't think he takes the L. Uh, neither one could get hurt. Um, Bobby can't get hurt with a loss. Brock really can't. It just doesn't doesn't make sense for for Brock not to win uh, in that environment. So I'm going to also go with Brock. All right. Before we talk about our predictions for the main event, is it's it's going to hurt? It's not especially for us watching here. It's going to hurt. Sammy is not going to be in Saudi Arabia, is he? He up to now he has never gone. Uh, right. I would imagine he's not going to be there, which is one of the reasons why I don't think you're going to see the Usos lose the title. Among other reasons, is like if they were going to pay that off with some kind of big angle development, it would have to involve Sammy. And makes total sense. Yeah, yeah. So he he he's not going to be there. Is there? Are they going to try to? Are they just going to act like he's not part of the group? Are they going to? You know, is is it's it's unfortunate. But it's just circumstance, and I think WWE totally supports Sammy for his decision not to be there. But it will will it really lessen the? It, will Roman and Logan have to put on that much more of a banger? Is is Sammy that influential in this bloodline storyline that it's going his absence, no matter what happens, is going to detract from the overall main event? I mean, if this show were in Chicago, yeah, or Toronto. But I think Saudi Arabia is such a unique crowd because, again, it's a couple of big shows a year that I think that I don't think it's going to really have that much of an impact um, from like yeah. a, view, a viewer standpoint. Or I don't put it this way. I don't think you're going to get. God, I could be wrong about this. Now I sit here and think about it. I don't think you're going to get like a we want Sammy chant during the main event of this of this big show. But, All right, but okay, here's my question, though. Are we going to get a Sammy Uso chant? I think uh, that's I think maybe. that's possible. We'll maybe. see how we'll see how no. game the Saudi crowd is. How I think the, the Saudi the, crowd is way are. more casual. I yeah, think they're, might be they're right. way more casual than yeah. you'd think. Um, for sure, they have the hardcore fans in Saudi Arabia, but it's also like it's put on by the government as entertainment for the masses. Mm -hmm. So you've got just gigantic. You have a lot of casual fans, and I think they're just. I know they love Roman Reigns. They're probably going to love the Usos. And um, I can see them really not being into the the um, the Brawling Brutes. So I, you're right. I hadn't thought about that. Like, they can still have – those guys are going to have an amazing match and a really entertaining match for the fans. And I, I see – you're right. I yeah, see them going over. We see a message here that says they, they doubt Sammy will – we'll get a Sammy chant because they, they know why Sammy is not there. 
the hardcore fans will, the casual fans might not, but yet to that point. I think we all are going to agree that Roman's not dropping the title. There's no way that's going to happen. So let me ask this. Will there be a moment in the match? Will Logan land that knockout and have Roman covered for a three count when the ref is distracted, hurt something? Will that Will that happen? He'll land it for a near fall. I don't see it being a distracted three count. I mean, he's way too over, especially in Saudi Arabia. He is so, like, Roman is so over in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, yeah. So you don't even think him taking the taking a three seconds on the, you know, with the cover, even without the referee, not even that's going to happen. Tom, no, I, you think that's going to happen? Not for I, Logan Paul. I, I think there's going to be something. I, Reigns is going to give him, he's going to be pretty generous, I think, in terms of giving him offense and stuff like that. And I think it's it's not just his generosity, but also, you know, again, we've talked about this, but as Paul Heyman said in his promo several weeks ago, Logan Paul is a major asset for WWE because he brings a lot of attention, theoretically, to the product by people who wouldn't otherwise pay any attention to, to pro wrestling just because he has such a large platform and a large audience. So I think I think they want to protect him in the same way that they protect celebrities who participate in WrestleMania. They're not going to want to make them look like amateurish or bad yep. or incompetent or anything like that. Especially, said, especially ones who are game athletes like Logan and even Bad Bunny surprised us. Yeah. I was just and I was just going to get to that it, for sure. Rome is not going to drop the title, but Paul is a really good athlete. And he's in, he's in great shape and definitely from an athletic standpoint, obviously he's unpolished as a pro wrestler or a worker, but he is, he certainly has the athletic chops to put on a really good show, especially against somebody like Roman Reigns, who's, who himself is a very good athlete and of course a seasoned pro. So I think, that, I think it's going to be a more competitive and entertaining match than, you know, within kayfabe that it looks like on mm -hmm. paper. Mm -hmm. uh, I do think he's going to land the punch. I think there may be some, uh, you know, a little bit of distraction or, or whatever. I don't think it'll be to the quite the same extent that it was like with Drew, where it was like, oh, if it hadn't been for Solo Sokoa, Drew would have won, like that kind of thing. Um, but I do think there's, that he's going to get a lot of offense in. I think that the other thing, just as a quick sidebar to all this, the – we talked a bunch tonight about how certain people maybe are on the way up, certain people are on the way down. And I talked about how I sort of, except for damage control, I feel like I really do have a sense of what everybody's trajectory is under the new regime, good, bad, or otherwise. I have figured out Austin Theory's role in this company now. Ooh, let us know. Austin Theory, he is being positioned because – Vince McMahon, he loved Austin Theory. Triple H, I think, respects Austin Theory as a young talent, but is certainly not as high on Austin as Vince was. Yeah. Austin Theory is going to be used at some point as the out for how Roman keeps his title. He's going to interject himself into, at some point down the road, whether it is a, who knows, fill in the blank, Kevin Owens, Bray Wyatt, Sami Zayn, somebody. Cody Rhodes. Cody yeah. Rhodes, keep that name probably, out there. Yeah, is probably the best the best example. And I think if I had to bet money on who it will be, it, I would say Cody is probably the bet. But somebody who's going to get elevated to a point where it's like people are like, "Oh, this might be the guy who actually does it." They're going to have a match. That whoever that challenger is is going to be in a position potentially to win. Austin Theory makes it a triple threat. Roman eventually pens Austin Theory. That that is his role. That's what he's going to be that get out of jail free card for Roman down the road to perpetuate his title reign and keep the whoever the challenger is strong. So I don't think that's going to happen this weekend with no. Logan Paul, but but it just made me think about I that's that's his deal. I'm very confident that. I like that. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. For for this match specifically, I'm saying um, I think. I think the punch is going to happen. I think it's going to be a near fall. I don't think they're going to give him a clean three 
even even with a distraction. But what I right. do think is you might see Logan kick out of a Superman punch, like one, and then Roman like have to reevaluate, and then maybe Roman <laughs> takes the punch, and then there's a really close two count, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and then you know you take it home. Uh, I just I don't see Logan Paul being the guy that they're going to sacrifice Roman for. But maybe, no. maybe. I mean, he is a big star. He and is. He's and not, it, he's not it, old. He's oh, going to be there. There'll be some great spots. They'll likely be a uh, top rope onto the announce table. Uh, you know, oh, things, Logan's that, things that Logan's done. Yeah. Yes. These, Lo these Logan brothers, man. I mean, Logan's taken on the world champion in wrestling. His brother just knocked out Anderson Silva. Granted, it's Anderson Silva in 2022, but... Man, those boys have done well for themselves. I wonder what my brother and I, we uh, we didn't quite make it. He's still know. got time. <laughs> we still got time. Well, uh, we one, one thing that I'll guarantee you about this match, to yeah. Ali's point a minute ago, is at some point you will see an extreme close-up of a shocked Paul Heyman face. That will happen at some more, point. More than one. That's definitely <laughs> will, will Peter will be this will be this one right here where he's like this. Will he will he be like this? Yeah. He's I think it'll him. be the Kevin McAllister home alone type. That <laughs> one. Even better. Uh next week on our show, we're gonna really start the push for Sami Zayn for an Emmy nomination. <laughs> Because, like I said, it, wrestling—it's yeah, a—it's a, tele, it's a, it's a television program. That's what Emmys are nominated for. People yeah. get nominated for hosting That's, Saturday Night Live. Kevin Sullivan might be salivating at this. It's like this is his chance to get an Emmy. It's so good! It's so amazing. Well, uh, will you guys be tuning in Saturday to Crown Jewel? Will you catch it? Uh, all right, you get a four-go no. college, four-go college football. I'm less of a, I'm more of an NFL guy. Like I'll watch college football because I love football, mm -hmm. but I it's not appointment viewing for me every weekend. Oh, I'm the opposite. I, I don't follow college football, but I do watch it because to me it's more entertaining. Um, and I don't watch the Saudi shows. No, I mean I read the recaps, but uh, you know. Well, you'll if you if you tune into our Twitter group chat, you can get live. I'm oh, sure. Yeah. I'm definitely going to participate there, posting some memes. All right, real quick before we leave, Eli. Who you got in the main event? Roman Reigns versus Logan Paul. Logan Paul, Logan Paul is yeah. All right, we Logan Paul. Any reason why you think Roman's been champion from his three years? You think Logan's going to beat him? Yes. Okay. All right, there you go. You heard it here first. Logan Paul's going to defeat him. Every every almost eleven year old in the country probably wants Logan Paul to beat Roman Reigns. <laughs> well, guys, thanks for joining uh, me every week. You guys are really we are a good trios. We're a good faction. We're a good stable. And for those listening out there, follow us on YouTube, follow us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at WCWF Pod. We're here every Tuesday and Thursday. I'm talking about AEW with Cheats on Thursday and other friends join us. Three of us were locked in for Tuesdays. So thank you very much. We still counted out on the Thursday show, but here on Tuesday show, we tap out because we've just had enough. Enjoy Crown Jewel. Enjoy the week. We'll see you next Tuesday. Peace. Stay Usi.